All right, we're here. Uh, I got Sam Patton and Christian Labrador with me here today. Um, I think this is episode number three. Um, yeah, episode number three. Um, yeah, and again, I got Sam and Chris here. Um, we're going to talk about some different things. Um, not sure of what yet. We all got kind of the, the way it's structured as of now. We're all going to have our different topics that we'll put into discussion. And then we'll kind of um, see what answers we can find, um, different perspectives we can take. And again, we're all learning as one. So um, first we got Sam here. Sam, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, maybe what you're doing now, what you're doing in the future, um, what you like, what you don't like. Um, just a little bit uh, of um, background for you. I'm Sam. I'm a senior like you guys. Uh, I'm planning on going to St. Thomas next year for actuarial science. Um, my hobbies, I like soccer, running. Yeah, that's about it. Nice. And you're not a, you're kind of a, I guess we'd say a veteran on here because you've been on here once before, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. Well, the second time, don't mess up. Make it good. All right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm kidding. And then we got Christian here. Christian's first time on here. I'm very yep. excited for him to come on here, um, get a new sense of uh, ideas and perspectives on here. Um, Chris, if you could just tell the audience just a little bit about yourself. Again, kind of what you're doing here, what you like, what you don't like, what you might do in the future. Uh, All right. A little background there. Yeah, so uh, like Sam and Kobe, and like you guys, I'm just a senior in high school as well. And next year, I am going to attend Brown University to play golf there. And I'm not sure what I want to major in yet. I'm not sure if I want to do neuroscience or biomedical engineering, but pretty open to change because not exactly sure on what I want to do. And uh, some things I like to do, I love fishing in my free time, and I like hanging out with the boys. So that's awesome. That's, yeah. Super interesting there. Um, a lot of good things said by both of y'all. Um, so I think we should just dive into it right now and get some different topics moving along. Um, right. Christian, I, I sounded like, uh, we talked a little bit, um, earlier, um, you had some different things you wanted to bring up. Yeah, I we, can, um, we can start with, you know, if you want to start with something that's thought provoking for yourself and we can kind of talk about it from there. All right. Sounds good. So let me pull up my list here, but one of the topics I actually had was about, how, I guess, how much of an effect social media has on communication between people, like whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Sure. And there's different components I feel like we could talk about, but that's just something we could dive right into. Sure. So social media, um, the how we can how we can communicate, like the different aspects that are associated with that, or um, whether or not it makes uh, communication like makes communication harder. Like in-person oh, communication sure, harder, sure, sure. you know, or whether or not it's just in general is a good thing for communication because that's what you're doing most of the time, but Absolutely. it's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So when I hear that, I'll start it off here. Um, I think initially you can't beat face-to-face -face interaction, like human interaction. And why I say that is because when you meet together in, you know, in person, out in public, out in the world, in our society, there's certain energies that people give off. Like right now, as we're looking um, through the Zoom um, chat here, communicating with each other, the one thing that we're lacking through this social media, if you want to call Zoom social media, is the energies that we have towards each other. 
And so like, since we can, yes, we can see and hear each other, we're not actually present with each other, each other. And so because we're not present with each other, we're lacking the energy that we usually produce. For example, like, let's say um, you're in, you know, a little coffee shop or something and someone comes in and you could right away, you're just like, oh God, like what happened to them? Like, why are they, like, why are they so down or whatever? And right away, they haven't even said anything. They just walked through the doors and now it's your first initial instinct. Or when someone comes into the room and they're all like super energetic, like, hey man, how you doing? Like right away, like you're like, oh, this guy's like ready to go. Like he's, he's pumped. And like, so that brings more of a common ground um, throughout, you know, people when they're interacting. And so social media, I, I still think is, is great because when you like right now with this COVID-19 virus out there, it limits that interactions. And so right now during this, you know, whole time of this virus, one of the things that's really interesting to like, you know, observe and think about is like when we're in this time, this isolation time, it's interesting to think about where we don't have the other energies that we're used to having. And so that's why I think why a lot of people are feeling this lack of something. And I don't know what that something is, but it's, it's something there where it just feels like it's not the same, which it isn't. Everything's different and we adapt and we move on. But there's some, I think it's some kind of energy that we're not having or not utilizing throughout interactions with other people. But I think social media is, is very good. Like times like this, like we're having, we're, we're creating something here to create with other people. And that's social media, just that more interactions that we can have. And social media just adds to that. Yeah, I agree with you because face-to-face communication will always be social media. But then when you can't have face-to-face communication, like right now, social media is really good for us because we can still communicate. And then social media has that, it plays a part where it can give you really fast spread of information, which can be good and bad. The good side like you get information quickly but on the bad side you can also have the spread of false information and maybe like attacking other people i don't know that's just yeah exactly and it's just more accessible it's it's more of i think of it as a filler or more of a backup and so like when it's it's in the sense of more accessibility um, we could have conversations with people in New Zealand and, you know, Italy and Australia from where we are right now in the States and Minnesota and St. Michael, Albertville, you know, like it's, it's crazy to think about the span of networks you can have created from social media, from the internet, just the capabilities that it has. And so it's, 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 it's just crazy to, and it's, it's very, I think it's very, you know, I think it's just thought provoking to think about yeah because you can communicate with people that you otherwise you never would have communicated with probably ever right right yeah yeah what are you thinking chris what what's your what's your perspective on that well yeah i totally agree with both of your guys' perspectives because i personally think that social media can actually i feel like the issue with today's society is just the fact that we are starting to try to replace human interaction with social media and some types of it. 
And I feel like that's actually just not go good for a lot of relationships in general. What? Go Sorry. deeper on that. I like it's just not. It's just not good for relationships in general because, like you said, it's one, it's about the energies. And when you're focusing on something that's not real, I mean, it's real in a sense, but it's not the same as talking to someone face to face. So like a simulation. Yeah, sure, like a simulation. And another thing, it's like it sort of draws away from the connection you can make with another person in person because you're more focused on your phone and talking to people that are, you know, maybe not as caring towards you at the moment because they're not there with you in the moment. And I feel like that's just really not good for society today. And it's probably having an impact on a lot of people's relationships. Because, you, you know, people crave that attention and uh, they just want to have those conversations with you or vice versa. But if one person's just, you know, giving half their effort because they're focusing on their device for the other time, talking to other people that aren't even there, it can really be damaging. 100%. Well said. Could you say that question one more time and then we'll kind of all kind of sum up our answers and kind of come to a census there? Yeah, basically my question was whether social media like makes uh, communication harder, like whether that be uh, in person or just in general. Okay, yeah. Um, to some kind of simplify my answer on that, and hopefully you can, after hearing both of your guys' perspectives, kind of tie it into one. Does it make it harder? I think when you think about the question, I think it makes it harder to have the same real experiences we have with each other when we have, we're in person rather than social media wise. But I think it's easier in the accessibility that we can have a conversation and we can engage with others. But I don't think that engagement is gonna be the same. It's gonna be more of a simulated version of our conversation. Yeah, I agree with that. It makes, the spread of communication easier but it lacks the depth of a face-to-face conversation yeah actually yes yeah, sam going up your point i think i'm i'm not sure if you guys have seen this but it's talking about the like quotation of the image was a society is close is more connected than ever and it was a picture of like five different people but they were on five different islands talking through phone and that's kind of what I feel like is going on. It's like we're getting closer together through the phone as sort of an extension, but not in reality, not closer together. And uh, Kobe, I had one more thing to talk about yeah. uh, in response to what you were saying about the energies. I was going to say that it's just, it's significantly harder to pick up on body language when you're talking to someone else through phone and text. And that could be part of like the energy you're talking about or different, but either way it can make for a totally different, aspect of what you're missing in the in-person discussion 100 because if i'm like fidgeting right now he wouldn't even know but if i was talking to you in person i would tell you that i'm feeling anxious or i'm feeling kind of just not very solid on something or if i was like you know it'd be it's harder it's just more difficult yeah yeah i mean there's, a, there's subtle cues and subtle things that happen that when we're on, you know, social media through FaceTime or Zoom or whatever it may be, whatever the platform is, there's just subtle subtleties that we just can't pick up on through the camera. There's something about it where, for like example, what you just said, body language, that's huge. Like we can kind of see ourselves right now, but it's not the same thing as in person. Cause like there, I don't, and I don't know the answer to this, um, I just, you know, sometimes think about it, but like 
when you're with someone, I don't know what it's called or what it is, but there, there's, there, I know there's some kind of energy when you're with people and it's, and it's when you're around different people, there can be like different energies as well. Like just different vibes of people. Exactly. When you're with your best friend, it's a whole different atmosphere rather than if you're, you know, in a job interview or if you're, you know, with your teacher or in school or at work or at home with your parents, all those different atmospheres are different and that's okay. But within those, again, in person, you just got to have different, you, you pick up on different things in different scenarios. Yeah. I agree I, with that. Um, also, even if you have two different best friends, you could pick up on completely different energies with that too. Like you could be chilling, relaxed with one friend and then doing crazy things with the other friend and having completely They pull different, different characteristics out of you. Yeah. yeah, and actually, Sam, you made a good point, because if you were with that person, and let's say you hang out with someone that's normally very energetic, and one day they just want to be, you know, chill and relax, then you probably perceive something to be just different or wrong, and it's hard to have that kind of interaction over social media, because you wouldn't really know the difference, because you're not there to do things with them, or you're not able to pick up on those different types of energies, but, so that was a good point you made there. Yeah, and going off of that, when you're texting, like texting is the worst form of oh, communication, yes. I think, because it's so hard to tell what a person means. Like you could take one text 50 different ways, even if it's specific. Like you can't tell sarcasm or really anything through text. Right. They're just misinterpretations that you can have. Oh, yeah. for sure. But yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was kind of sweet. I like the, you know, kind of different topics there. And the, I just, honestly, I like the different perspectives that we all have. And I think that's super beneficial is to be able to put yourself in a situation where you're not aware, you're, you don't know everything about a certain subject, but you're willing to push yourself out there to learn from different people and to hear different perspectives and kind of build your own thoughts and your own wisdom and through it, your own experiences. Um, so that's cool. super cool. Yeah. Perfect. Right. I ask, I'll ask a question here and then Sam, right. you can piggy off or you can, after we, you know, conclude it again, we can kind of go back to that. Um, something that I've been thinking about for a little bit now is, and I just want to pose the question here and see what, or hear what you guys have to say, but thinking about this, this game they call life, right? That oh man that, that we live every day okay um this thing that they call life do you think this is a this is real like this is a real life what hap what is happening is really happening or do you think this is really you know fake or a simulation to something else okay. um i don't know i personally think it's real just from my experiences, I feel like I'm just there in person and I can recall upon them and I can experience things right now. And I feel like I have control over my actions, not every action. I feel like for them, actually for the most part, you know, there's a lot of things I can't control, but right. I know I do have control of some aspects of my life and I feel like I can go about the world in certain ways. And so I think that I do have, you know, free will and stuff and that this is not a simulation and 
I have my own personal thoughts and opinions on things. So I think that I am real and this world is real. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think the fact that other people have original thoughts is making it even more real too. Because if there's only your own original thoughts, that will that doesn't really prove anything because the rest of the world around you could just be made up by you and therefore not real. Right. Um, when I, when I hear, when I think about this, um, when I thought about it in the past, uh, there's not a certain way that I, I go on it. I kind of flipped in between. Uh, but, but distinguishing real life from if it's not real life, I don't know the answers to any of this is just all my own thoughts on here. But when I, when I think about this, I think where I, I think it's a great possibility that we are quote unquote real life could be a simulation to something else. And so what I mean by that is where, for example, kind of basing it off, you both are familiar with the movie Inception. Oh, yep. I was going to bring this movie up, actually. Okay, perfect. So, and I'm not trying to just because movies, you know, they can be way wrong or way right, whatever it may be. But just thinking about that and instilling it, if this could be true, like everything around us right now, when I sit right now and we're having this conversation, this engagement, is this really happening? Or is this me thinking and this is just what I'm putting out into the world. My thoughts are just happening when they, when they're transpiring out in the world. So like, is this light really on or am I picturing this light on to brighten it? Is it really dark out or is it my subconscious saying that it's dark, like it's just dark out. And then you can think about like, what is dark out? Like, is it just what, why is dark black? And you can really get into the depths of things and you can really get your mind going there. Um, but like just with this whole thing again, simulation or not, I think it's a great possibility that we are in a simulation right now. It just, and, and why I think about this is be, like, think of where we are right now. So we're all in our houses right now in isolation. We're all in Elberville or St. Michael. Okay, and then you take a step back and we're all in Wright County. Take another step back. We're all in Minnesota. Take another step back. We're all in the US. You keep taking steps back and then you see the world and then you see our, you know, our, our solar system and our galaxy and our universe. And there's millions and millions and billions of universes in the world. And to think that this is that our world right here, our, our small, but yet really big to us world is real. Maybe it is. But when you take a really big step backwards and you, you look at the huge, big whole picture here, excuse me it's it just put things in perspectives on on where what you think it like really is like is this like who said this is a cup right here like is this really a cup or is that what we said and it, and it's crazy to think about but this whole different i mean everything is everything's made up it's crazy and i mean you know that's interesting thoughts on that i find that pretty engaging but uh, I just wanted to say one thing about what you said about when you think this is just a projection of your mind. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not sure if I'm totally on board with that because I am 
you know, I, you know, almost anything in this world is impossible to declare certain. But I am like pretty darn sure that my own thoughts are my own thoughts. You know what I mean? Like they're my original opinions and my own formulated thoughts. So I don't know if yeah, and and that your, your theory, your theory then essentially is stating that your mind is like projecting something powerful enough to give me my personal thoughts. Right. Like, are you really I there? Am I projecting? To say. Like, am I projecting you there? Is it really you there, or am I seeing you there? Are you, am I really here, or am I projecting myself here? It's crazy to think about, and I don't know. I could be way wrong. I could be right. I don't know. But it's just, I think it's really fascinating and really thought-provoking to think about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Personally, I think each of us are real, even if we're in, like, a world that is not real, because all of us have original thought. So, like, I think it's possible that we could be, like, put in a world, maybe even, like, a dream together. I don't know how that would be possible, but we wouldn't know, I guess. But I'm pretty sure that each of us are real, at least our minds or whatever. So you're saying, I think, therefore, I am. You're taking Rene Descartes, like, uh, his philosophy on that? Yeah, I guess so. That's, that's cool. I, I, I agree with that as well. Think about this. What if, and I, what if our whole life, so when you're born until you die, it's all a long dream. And so when people are, you know, when you're scared to die, you don't want to die. What if mm -hmm. when you die, you really wake up in the real world? That would be crazy. That would be insane. But Actually, is it, do, you okay. think that, do you think that's a possibility? Um, I mean, it could be. It's hard to It's really hard to say. I have no idea. No one has no idea. And I don't even... I haven't explored that in my mind, so I don't. I have no really like good opinions on that or anything I could put forward. Sure. But I did want to comment on one thing you said. You said this is like a uh, like a dream. So like, there are things that happen that you can't control. Yeah, and like without your whole life too. What if every time you go to sleep, what if it was like our our or our uh, our uh, um, life was like a video game, and every time we go to sleep was like a save level. Hmm. That is interesting. And then when, because like when you, think sleep, you don't really remember, and you start your day again, so it's like a save, and then you start adding on little blocks. I mean, that's essentially life. what it is. It's. I mean, even if you don't think about it as a game, that's what it is. That you're just adding on to what happened. You know, the last couple of days. Like if you think about, you know, let's take let's just take something simple like exercise, right? Let's say day one you start out with like ten push-ups. You go to sleep, you rebuild, and the next day you have a base knowing that you can do like 10 push-ups. And so you can build off of that. And so in that sense, I feel like a lot of objects can be taken that way or a lot of subjects and events can be taken that way. And so in a sense, yeah, you are kind of just uh, like gaining a level or gaining something every time you go to sleep. But what if you don't sleep? And where's the, where do you draw the line? <laughs> See, dude, this is absurd. And, you know, and like, again... We don't know any of this. This is just things, thoughts, <laughs> concepts, ideas that we're thinking about. And hopefully, you know, whoever is listening to this is trying to think it for themselves too. And hope, you know, maybe we can talk about a certain subject and then someone dives deeper, goes into research, figures it out, and then we just advance human society. How cool would that be? That's, that would be very cool. I mean, that's all it is. 
it starts with questioning mm -hmm. and then slowly people formulate it into a reality but it's getting to that point where you're taking the baby steps going towards making the question into a theory or a law of the universe but it's hard to say right and very hard to do hard to yeah prove. it is it is all right sam you got uh you got a uh, question, question to... um well christian you were yesterday you were kind of talking about the purpose of life <laughs> i'd oh, like boy. to we love to go we love to go there i mean we're there right now we're, we're going deep we're, we're, we are yeah we're taking the steps towards the you know diving pool so yeah do it. So, dive and keep going so less about what is life and more about what is the purpose of life i personally believe that we make our own goals and try to achieve them but i think there's some common goals Yes. Inflict on each other, but I think that we all strive to meet our own goals, and that's our purpose, I guess. All right, you I might like have that. to take this quick, and then you can follow up. I got, I got a good. I feel like I have a pretty substantial answer here. All right, sounds yeah. Go. Okay. Go ahead. You can pick. Yeah, sorry, but I just don't want to lose it. All right, so. Worries. Like so, you're asking what you know? What is the purpose of life? Yeah. Okay. When I think about that, I kind of break it down into like two different, two different uh, like uh, steps or divisions really. And so our purpose of our life is to find out what we like and what we're good at. I think when you can combine both of those, you know, line them up, I think you're really in a, a, a strong position. And then when you're in, that's the first kind of division. When you can find that, I think, so that's your purpose of your life. The, and then you go into the second step and that second division, I think is kind of like the, your meaning of life. And so you break down your life into purpose and you break down into meaning. And so purpose, I think is what you find for yourself. But I think meaning is what you find for your, once you found what you did for yourself, you spread it on to, others so the meaning of your life is to spread on what you have learned what you have gone through your experiences your wisdom you first channel and you find that and then you take that and you disperse it out into the world and once you disperse it out in the world it becomes real wow that was really good a really good answer i like that answer a lot <laughs> thank you perfect well yeah dang i mean this is a you know very deep question that has unlimited amounts of answers and personally i just feel like you know i kind of agree with sam on that you know life is just something where you or i sorry i more agree with kobe where he's talked about you know you find what you like and what you're good at and you know for some people they can be things that are morally sound and for some people they could be things that are morally unsound like some kid that's really good at you know when he's a child he finds out he's really good at lying eventually grow up tropes to become like a lawyer or something you know not you know i'm not saying that lawyers are liars i'm just giving an example sure. <laughs> for sure for but sure you know what i mean by that it's just i feel like people and then you know you find out what you like and you want to pursue those things because they make you happy and i feel like life could also mean you're just trying to find happiness for yourself and for others and it depends it depends a lot on how you grow up i, I feel like 
because think about it if you if you grew up in a very religious family your goal would be to serve god and serve whatever religion you're a part of but if you grow up in some sort of like atheist family your goals may be more or less you know they're going to be less religious but they could be more so millions of other things out there Mm -hmm. who knows materialistic or not but god won't be in that equation it's just it's a whole different aspect on i feel like how you grow up that could really shape your goals because if you're pushed in a family where they push for you physically or like athletically then your goals are going to be significantly different from a family that pushes you academically per se right and so one kid wants to grow up to become you know a pro athlete another kid wants to grow up to become like a world-class researcher but i feel like one thing that all people want is to find happiness in whatever they do that's just the end goal i feel like now i don't know is it possible to ever achieve that happiness or is it like an asymptote that we'll never reach who knows but i think that our definition of like the ultimate happiness just keeps increasing as we get closer to it so we'll never meet the highest happiness or the happiness that we want you know i actually agree with that a lot sam because if you look at what we perceive as, I don't know, I don't want to say happiness because happiness shouldn't be materialistic, but you yeah. definitely think about material things when you think of happiness. You think of when a bigger house. About, when I think about this, um, and I don't, instead of using the word happiness, the way, the way I look at it, I think happiness is a, a burst of emotion. And what I mean, what I mean by that is where it's, it's, uh, it's a temporary emotion that was caused by a certain action or a series of actions i think what we really need to find is joy joy is everlasting happiness is in the moment when you or not but like in the moment for however long it lasts but i think joy when we find joy is that again and circling back to how you guys had you know of never getting there but getting closer i think Mm -hmm. by finding joy is finding and being, you know, what, how, quote unquote, what they always say is being love with the process. Once you're in yeah. love with the process is where you find joy. And I think really when you, that's, and then to pull it back again for your, your, the purpose of life, I think is to find something where you love actually doing that every day for the rest of your life. And that can change. Things change. And that's okay to change because that means you're growing and you're adapting. But once you can find something where you can always be in the same love of the process of it, I think that's where you'll find joy. And that's where you'll, you, how you refine your own purpose and meaning in life. Yeah, very good point there. I like the, uh, that you said the process more so than the end goal. Because realistically, no one will, probably no one will ever hit their end goal. You know, not until you're on your deathbed, maybe. Right. And, and I think you realize in that process, you can, it's, it's like little check marks, checkpoints on that process. And then, so like, those are your goals. Your goals are always on this process, but this process, you know, this line of pro- the process, it's ever, it's always going, it's unlimited. And then there's always check marks on it. And each time you get closer and closer, higher, higher along that line, the more joy and it'll help you in longevity. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you fall too. It's not always going to be an increasing process. There'll be a lot of bumps in the road and sometimes you'll drop, you'll drop down on that graph, you know, 
probably almost to the bottom. But like you said, the people that love the process will have an easier time of getting back on track and going on the increasing uh, graph. Whereas the people that only focus on the end goal, it'll kill them. It would probably destroy them mentally. Absolutely. Well said. Um, all right. I'm going to start to wrap this up a little bit. Um, before we um, end this episode three here, um, I'm going to ask both of you um, a question. Um, what is one thing right now you're trying to improve or get better at? Do you want to go first, Sam? Or? Um, I'm trying to think. Like, um, okay. This can be, you know, big, small, whatever it may be, but something that you're trying to improve or get better at. I mean, since the quarantine started, I've had a lot more time. And so I've been trying to run every day, which is hard since I'm just starting. But that's one of the main goals I have. Eventually, I think I'd like to run a marathon, but that'll okay. be well, obviously. That's awesome. kind of a physical, not very deep goal. No, that's fine. I mean, well, this is open to anything. So Yeah. For me personally, I think I want to improve time management for sure. I have a lot of, you know, ironically, I have a lot of time to work on my time management now with the quarantine because I have a lot of time and I have a set number of things I have to do, but it's just a matter of doing them more, most efficiently when no one's pushing me as hard since I don't have these stressing deadlines of school. So it's more of an incentive, like an intrinsic incentive versus an extrinsic incentive. Sure. hundred percent. Well, Thank you guys a lot for your time. Um, I know it means a lot when people give their time. So I respect you guys a lot. I value that you guys could do this. I appreciate it a lot. Um, I hope both of you guys, you know, we, we'll, we'll stay in touch, obviously, or whatever. Um, but yeah, just keep doing great things and uh, we'll, we'll see each other um, soon enough. But again, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, thank you for guys, anybody listening right now. We appreciate it. Um, this concludes episode three. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Have a nice yeah. night. Thanks for having us. All right. Thank you, guys.